You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Bridge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Bridge After Show. Hey guys, and welcome to The Bridge. What an episode tonight as we get to reveal the reveal of the killer, a killer? A killer. A killer. So guys, uh, joining me today, all the way across, all the way across, Paige Sullivan. So far, so far. Hi everyone. And guys, I'm Dave Klein, and... Let's go ahead and just jump right into this episode because we get uh, some more awkward sex in Lots this show. We had a conversation. The sex in this show is so uncomfortable, and I think it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. But other shows, I feel like you like want people to hook up. You know, you're like, oh, look at that, or whoa, this is more like, oh. Or, yeah, you're like, Ooh, that'd be steamy. Yeah. Stop. I don't know what you're talking about. Graciela, I was like, yeah. Well, that's how we opened the show. I mean, that was an intense yeah. start to the evening. Yeah, intense start. I don't know if that's the word. Awkward start to the awkward. evening. Awkward. But so it seems like Ray is uh, trying to make a deal to push some AKs across the border. So we were correct mm-hmm. that it was guns. That it's that that's what he's going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she uh, she wants a little something something trade in return. Oral sex, to be exact. <laughs> I mean, who says that? In return for you smuggling AR-15s through my tunnel, I would like you to give me oral sex. Well, I mean, Graciela says that. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, it I just mean, blows that's... my mind. I mean, okay. Yeah, I was kind of just like, uh, I think at that moment I was just been like, uh, never mind, I don't care anymore. And Ray was just like, okay. It's just like, no qualms about it. Yeah. That's the type of guy Ray is. Yeah, well, you, now you know. He's not a great guy. He's ready to smuggle AR-15s, and he just willingly gives oral sex to make deals. So. Yeah, well, I think we uh, we already established Ray wasn't a cool cool bro for a while. The cool Tampa guy that we thought he could have been. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, Ray, you're going to be a cool dude. I thought he was just going to be a high school fling, but he's turning out to be a lot more than that. Yeah, and uh, the other thing, too, is nobody knows at the moment uh, that that wire was tapped. Mm-mm. So this could also really come back to screw over Graciela. And Charlotte. And, yeah, and especially Charlotte, too, who... Also, I mean, another play, awkward sex dumb. scene. Yeah, she could play dumb. But still, another awkward sex scene. With Charlotte? With Charlotte, when she's having sex with Ray, and that's when... That's the time to ask, can I trust you, in the middle of the moment. Yeah, she's like, can I trust you? Can I trust you? Well, yeah. Hold on a second. Let me just finish what I'm doing, and yeah, then we can talk like, about this. First off, you're obviously not enjoying yourself if that's all you're thinking about. Ooh, a bug just flew by my eye. <laughs> <laughs> it scared me. But no, I don't understand this Ray and Charlotte thing. And Charlotte's even going to Caesar, and Caesar's kind of warning her to have Ray step off. Yeah. Well, that's when she asked too. Is after going to Caesar. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a good point. Like, yeah. yeah. Apparently she's she's not very good in bed. If uh, she's that's what she's thinking about. I know, I know. So it's as awkward for her as it is for us, maybe. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. This whole storyline is kind of weird to me. I'm wondering when the cops are going to get involved. I'm wondering how deep Charlotte and Ray are going to get into this. Uh, and I I feel bad for Caesar. 
Because I feel like he's really caught in the middle and he's trying to protect Charlotte. Yeah, I think Caesar's just sort of caught in the middle, too. I mean, he, he knows what's going on, but he's just kind of like, well, this is my job. But it's nice of Charlotte to cut him in a bit on it and give him some money. She genuinely seems like a good person. It just seems like she's in a rough spot and she doesn't, she's scared and she thinks Ray's a good guy and she can trust him. And She seems like a good person, but a terrible decision maker. Yeah, but I think. A bad that, choice in guys. Maybe that's the Well, thing. it seems like Carl was a good husband. He was just a shady guy. Yeah. You know, and maybe maybe that's the problem is they're good to her, but they're not good people. Right. You know, and she's a more of a... I, so I still say bad choice of men. Well, yeah, bad choice of men, but like don't, don't ask, don't tell is kind of how she's doing it, you know? If I don't ask you what you're doing, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. That was funny. I was, Dave just did, dribbled down his chin with yeah. some water. <laughs> At least it was just water, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, was. it, was it wasn't. Yeah, it was water. Yeah. But, so yeah, so that's pretty much what we've got though with nothing uh, Charlotte. Else, really. Nothing else really. But I mean, just basically, it looks like a whole lot is going to end up coming down on them. Oh yeah, it's gonna rain. I think it's yeah, it's gonna rain. But I, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. So we're getting a lot of build up for the, what's going to happen in the future. We are, and we're, I'm, I always wonder, you know, these episodes. It seems like it's like a day every time. So it's like three days out from when he was going to be able to get the gun. So I'm I'm figuring in a couple of episodes, like yeah. one or two episodes, we'll know. Well, I think it's more. If we had a lot of intense stuff happening, so they're like, well, let's keep on building this in the side, so we're gonna have something else to happen while the yeah. other stars build up. Got to yeah. play that balance card out. So we do have then after that a little bit of drama back home with. Uh, other um, people being more unfaithful. Yeah. So beyond just now Ray being unfaithful, we have now Alma going and being unfaithful to... Can you call it unfaithful when she's separated from her husband? I mean, I don't necessarily know... I mean, I think it is being unfaithful. I almost think she's doing it to get back. Well, at him. I think it's, I, I think that too. I think it's just a revenge. I think it's a revenge sex. sex. Yeah. Yes, for sure. With poor Kenneth, who genuinely seems to be interested in her, and says, "Why don't we do this the right way? Like after you've had a divorce, if you want a divorce." And she's like, "It's not that easy." So I don't know. Marco does go and try and plead his case. I call excuse. I call excuse on the divorce thing. I, th- I mean, yeah, it's not that easy, but I think uh, that hole in the moment thing was definitely revenge, and she would have. Because he seems, like you said, legitimately interested, and I think it's just really is just revenge. No, for her it's revenge, for him it's a general interest in Alma. Alma's doing this on the heels of Marco coming to the house and trying to plead his case. And then she just automatically assumes, I'm not saying it's not a bad assumption that he's having sex with Sonia now. Which he's not. Which he's not, but I mean, you could see where she's coming from, why she would assume that. Well, it seems like this is not the first time he's cheated on Alma. You know, because uh, his son Goose said this is the second time this has happened. So we don't know if that I was like the him. Spanish accent there, Goose. Goose. Well, that's how they talk about him, so I'm not going to go Gus. <laughs> I feel like that's not his name. And Goose is flunking out of school, so that's yeah. if he wants to be the family man, act like a family man, take care of your son. Take care of your son. Alma's, Alma's the one, you know, taking. It's funny to me, I wrote down she's got a lot of willpower because for somebody in her case, I know a lot of women who are in this situation just kind of give up and say you can come back because it's easier. I mean, he's making the money. He's helping her with the kids. She's taking care of his son. He's not even her son. Even beyond it being easy, it's just emotionally draining to be upset and I'm sure it's it's still comforting, I'm sure, even after that to be around that person. Yeah. It's mixed emotions. So what do you think? Are they getting back together? I think they will. I do think they'll get back together. Uh, I think they will. What do you think? I, I, I do think this that it will you know come to a head and everything will work itself out in some sense. But I also 
poor Kenneth is going to get his little heartbroken when he finds out she's pregnant. Like, I wonder if he's going to think it's his and it's not his. Oh, that could be a... Because she's pregnant, right? I mean, that's what yeah, she said. Yeah, she is pregnant. That could be an interesting situation there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I hope it works itself out. Right now, I'm not really loving Alma. I feel like you should be focusing more on healing yourself and your family than getting revenge. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, I don't think at all that Mark... I mean, obviously, Marco is in the wrong, but I don't think that the right thing to do is also... Go ahead and just immediately do the revenge. Yes. To me, it's like if you're in a committed relationship, you're willing to be married to this man and have children with this man. And then he cheats on you, right? So he did something you couldn't imagine doing. And then two weeks later, you're doing it to him to get back at him. It's like how much did you really have invested? How much did you really care? How much were you really committed? Obviously not that much if you're willing to go and do something immediately after it happens. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I guess if, I, I guess if you're it angry. does make me not like her as much because I mean it's like at first I felt bad for her and honestly this makes me be like uh, just, I don't know yeah because now it's an eye for an eye it's it's that's not the way things should go right so uh, further than that we've got Stephen Linder's storyline so Stephen Linder is meeting with Ramon who we I, I would imagine that's how you pronounce her name her last name is probably her last name Ramon, Ramon I'm assuming I we didn't learn her name but uh, but <laughs> we have close captioning gave us Ramon Ramon so probably her last name on that but. We find out that she's the one who's behind uh, Stephen Linder. Actually, no. Her last name is Vega. Because remember, she says, my daughter's Sarah Vega. Oh, Sarah Vega. You're right. So maybe it's Ramon Vega. Who knows? I mean, that must be her name. Huh. All right. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Unless she kept her maiden name. Yeah. Well, we're we're guessing here. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, point is, though, she is the one giving him the job. So we find out the person behind it. And he sees himself as a conduit. Mm-hmm. And now we see what he sees himself as. And at first, he doesn't want to help her out because now she wants him to go rescue her daughter, mm-hmm. who and, and by just talking to her and basically trying to reason with her. And he's like, "Well, I only take people who want to leave. I don't understand." Yeah, he says, "You want me to go get her against her will? I don't do that." Is what yeah. he said. I don't do that. And so. Finally, he gives in when Ramon starts crying. I mean, Linder obviously has a soft spot. You know, he really does care about people. He wants to be doing the right thing. I think he believes he's doing the right thing. You know, so he finally says, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's just an awkward guy, but he's definitely a good guy. Yeah, he's got a good heart. I mean, he's definitely awkward, but good heart. Good at heart. So he ends up going down there. And we see Fosto. uh, Turns out Sarah Vega is Fosto's girlfriend. Oh, twist. Ooh, so bringing back the Stephen Lloyd uh, storyline into full frontier. Now, instead of the twist being that we think he might be the killer, because that's sort of past we know he's not, now he's going to get involved with Fosto. He's already gotten involved with Fosto. He just met Fosto last week, or however long ago that well, was. Well, that's true, but even more so involved with now Fosto. He's even, well, that's the thing. Now this is his second offense with Fosto. Yeah. And here's the problem. What Also, what I thought was funny, though, Sarah's in there, right? We see Fosto getting his suit altered and the altercation with the guy, you know, the tailoring his suit. But So he's wearing this weird cut-off suit with no sleeves and that's what he's wearing when they walk out the rock yeah but that's what he's wearing when they walk out but when he comes back to get sarah he's wearing a different shirt i didn't even notice that that discrepancy i think so that's what i'm remembering my head and and he was wearing like the normal short sleeve shirt he's always wearing well you know he had to change real quick he (laughs) was like it's dusty outside let me switch out of my nice uh sleeveless shirt suit yeah and throw that on how did how did he know something was going on with sarah 
Well, think I mean, he drove by and saw. Yeah, like, well, I mean, like she, I think they were hanging out, so he walked past. And no, then, but she said goodbye, and then he said, "Do you yeah. want me to send my, you know, his henchman?" He goes, I, "Do you want me to send him with you?" And she says, "No, you need him with you. I'd rather you." Be I, safe. I'd imagine the type of guy Fosto is. He's, he's always wrong. watching. Yeah, or not like he's always watching. Somebody's probably, watching, right? Somebody's always watching. But she seemed to protect Stephen Linder. She finally was like, "Okay, okay, okay." Well, also we had that moment too that you pointed out, where like right when she stopped talking to Fosto, where she's all happy, it's her boyfriend. The moment she turned away, she just had this look of disgust yeah she did so it, it seems like she might be trying to protect steven like you said but also in this situation where she probably doesn't think there's any way for her to get out and so she's trying to protect them she's saying she's probably saying she doesn't want to go to protect him i also wonder if she just has ulterior motives i mean her mother's obviously involved in something and now she's involved with one of the biggest guys in mexico or in juarez at least and she's dating him but she also dislikes him yeah, you well, know, she had this look of not just disgust, but of like, she looked very determined wherever she was heading to. Yeah, but I mean, you're dating Fosto. I don't know if you just break up with Fosto, you know? No, she's not going to be able to run. He'll find her. But I mean, like, if she'd broken up with him and been like, it's over, that could be a death sentence. Yeah, I mean, I guess he has to break up with you. Right, exactly. So, I mean. My advice is get like really, really unattractive really fast so just start eating a lot of cake yeah and just because she looks she's pretty she and i can't imagine fosto's just dating anybody he's dating young hot girls my advice is to disguise that <laughs> disguise that and <laughs> let him break stop it stop exercising just start eating start drinking a lot you know yeah just start taking care of yourself just like drop a burrito on your shirt before you meet him i mean <laughs> whatever you need to do yeah I don't know. Some guys would be like, ooh, why is he like burritos like that? Yeah, I don't know. I Especially mean, in this show. I mean, he must go through girlfriends. I can't imagine he kills them all. Yeah. You know? So there has to be a way out. Yeah. I, I, but I think there's more to this storyline, and we're going to learn more about it with Sarah I, and Steven. I totally agree with you. So uh, another storyline that we've got, another brief one. This was a really brief one. is Adriana and Fry, and they find out about uh, Childress, and Fry is just going through total withdrawal now. Now we're seeing the full extent of his withdrawal. It's crazy. I mean, he's got the shakes. He's sweating. He can't focus. He's got a killer headache. He isn't even really interested in eating. I mean. Yeah. And then eventually I mean, he can't take care of the case because he's just so bad. This is his passion is this report and doing this stuff. And he's giving it up. And then eventually we see him further on and he just completely passes out. Cause he and he's like gurgling. It. it sounds like he's throwing up. I mean, he obviously was such a druggie and alcoholic that if he was going to detox, he should have been in rehab or in a hospital somewhere where they could give him the fluids he needs and give him the care he needs because that's half the reason rehab is, exists is for people who need them to care for them when they're going through the withdrawals. But you hear of a lot of people who are like heroin addicts who just lock themselves in a door for four days and just literally go through that for four days. Because, I mean, when you're going through withdrawal, you sort of just have to go through it, Yeah, I but think. for a lot of people, I mean, some people, I know... Well, that's because a lot of people, when they're going through withdrawal, that's they go to rehab because when they're going through withdrawal, they're going to break and they're going to snap because you're going yeah. through that much pain. It's like, I need something to get through this pain. Yeah, and there's also people who, you know, they say their body even gives out after the alcohol because their body's so dependent on alcohol and drugs that when you take it away, yeah. you know, they can die. I mean, because their body doesn't know how to function without it. So... I I'm hoping that's not the case with Daniel Fry. I'm assuming that's not the case with Daniel Fry. We're going to learn more. But I think he's going to end up in the hospital. That just shows just how bad it was for him, how badly addicted he was if he's going through that extreme of withdrawal. But didn't he seem like a super functioning alcoholic? I mean, he was always at work. He was getting his work done. He was was killing this case. But it's like he knew he had to stop. Yeah. Joseph Boza kind of agreeing that he thinks it's hard with Fosto to break up. Or just with Fosto in general. Because if you do break up with him, it's a death sentence. He wants to get his way. 
Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Joseph Boza thinks it's hard to break up with Fosto. I think it is very hard to break up with Fosto. So, yeah, I think that is the big uh, big deal, big issue with that. Um, but, yeah, so F- Fry just I- – I think um, – I don't know. I think once you're going through that much withdrawal, I think most people do survive the withdrawal, but it's just getting through it. That's the hard part. Well, getting through the pain. Hopefully next week when we come back, he's, you know, maybe he's through it. I maybe think, he's, maybe I think he's he on his way up. I think he will be. I think he'll be on his way up. So uh, let's get to the big, big, big storyline of the week. Big, big storyline, which is uh, Marco and Sonia uh, trying, finding this lead. No, not Marco and Sonia. Well, mainly Sonia's Sonia is doing it. Okay, Marco's Sonia like, lead. why do you, why are you so stuck on the details? I, I was saying that because I was confused looking at my notes. Because the start, I'm being honest with you guys, I was looking at my notes and the start of the whole storyline was Marco still saying with Sonia. Yes, but so he, well, that's where it all starts off. I mean, she's looking through all these cars, Crown Vicks, because they're they're trying to identify the car that was left in Gina's driveway, the cop car that didn't belong to a cop, and so they can't get any VIN off of it. But so she's going through and seeing all the stolen cars in in El Paso, I'm assuming. And eventually, you know, Marco kind of teases her. He says, you know, you're all about the details. I mean, you know, maybe you need to just go with your gut. And then he says, I'm going to go talk to Alma. She goes, maybe you should go with your gut. She's not letting you back in the house. So it's the kind of, there are two different techniques here. Yeah. But so she stays persistent and she stays on this and she finds the car and she finds the owner, and it's Jack Childress. Yeah, so Jack Childress. So they go to their house, and did you honestly think that it was going to be that easy, like they would just have found the killer like that? No, I didn't think that was going to be the killer. Yeah. I thought he was going to have bought the car, and then somebody took it from him, stole it from him, or he gave it to someone. Yeah, I totally thought that was going to be the case. Like, it was going to be another twist, and then loop around, like, oh, yeah, he, you know, it's just like, okay, well, here's the place, but it's abandoned, and there's nothing I, there. Or it was going to be, like, a uh, to throw them off. Like, they find... Yeah. Because they found all these weapons, they found this armor there, they found this map there and with, like, the missions and all that, and I thought it was just going to be, like, to throw them off the scent. Mm-hmm. Well, Which I, it could be. I mean, well, here's the thing. Sonia is very skeptical that they're done. She, she knows they're not done with this case. She thinks a mastermind has been planning this, not yeah. an insane man, which but, Childress is insane. And we find, when they get to his house, along with the drugs and all those things, not drugs, guns and all those things they find a bathtub full of medication yeah so he's not taking whatever psychiatric meds he's supposed to be on yeah so he's just not functioning at all but even so i still didn't think it would be that they would find one of the killers that easily i still thought it was going to be like more of a wraparound than that Mm -hmm. but yeah so he's not taking his meds and as we've seen from uh um from our writer friend our reporter friend sometimes that makes things happen yeah yeah, we're not taking your drugs. But he, uh, so they, they follow the lead and they, they realize the car, um, the, he actually comes to them while they're there. And he there. says, cops, shit. <laughs> and he says, game on. So he, he was prepping for them. And this is actually also the guy whose phone number they have too, who's been calling and talking to them as well. Well, they don't have his phone number. They have his phone number now. Right. But they didn't have it before. But he is the one who's been we assume the one who's been calling them. But we don't know, though, because his voice is pretty normal here, so we don't know if it's the guy's voice who's like, talk Yeah, because like it's always this. been disguised. The voice yeah. has always been disguised, and right now it's out in the open. So, yeah, so they end up calling uh, Hank and them to come over. Hank and, and Cooper, yeah. And Cooper, and I was actually kind of surprised, too, that they were able to find the, the car that quickly. Well, no, see, here's what happened. They call Hank and, Hank and Cooper, but they have also gotten a car about an abandoned car in the road, because that's how Stokes shows up. Right, because they're not saying anything about the killer over the radio. Because if they do, he he'll he'll know because he was listening mm. when Gina got away. Good detail. I I missed that detail. So they're so they're out. not saying anything over the radio because he's listening and watching and knows everything that's going on. So 
Hank and them are, are following a lead on a car. They find the car. It has Jack's name in it. So then they call Sonia and have her leave the house to come to them. So now we know he's in this trailer park. But also Stokes, who we haven't seen in a while, who I thought was a killer. Hmm. Turns out he's not the killer. Um, he was at the dentist. He was just at the dentist. He had an epiphany. Yeah. Oh, man. I wanted to know what his epiphany was. I was so excited to hear it, too. I know. But we also, we get them going, busting, doing the cop thing. They're going around, busting the trailers. They don't want to call the feds this time because no. last time someone got killed and then they had all these issues. So, well, yeah. Someone got killed again. So. Yeah, someone got killed again. But that was why they didn't want to. So they're busting out the car uh, doors and. If we see this dog, I don't know if there's any significance in the dog running out, but then we get the... Well, uh, we do know the significance of the dog running out because later when the dog's running away from... Well, that's why she turns around and notices... Uh, because, yes, because yeah. she hears the dog and obviously the dog has been quiet. That's, you know, up yeah. to that point. So. Okay, that's a good point. But we get the... Uh, I just want to get to this. The naked you, guy with the, with the sock, sock on, on his, his penis, dick. Yeah. 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 Naked guy with the sock on his penis. Just, just uh, jamming out to electronic house music. On bow salts. Yeah, on bath salts. And he's like, I love it. He's like, I'll eat your face. It's like, I don't think you're aware when you want to eat somebody's face. Yeah. I think you just like throw that out there. I think that's like, all right, I get it, Florida. You didn't need to say that. Yeah. I get it. I get it. He's a zombie thing. Well, I think this guy was just trying to get out of having to be, you know, Locked handcuffed up. to a chair. I wonder what happened to that guy. Yeah. I mean, he was out there during all of that gunfire. I guess nobody cared. It's some druggie who just doesn't matter at all. Can the and I love how Cooper's like, dude, that sock doesn't even cover your balls. Yeah. And you're just like out there. <laughs> the guy's like, meh, well, I'm, I was playing electronic music in well, my house. Well, <laughs> yeah, he was in his own trailer. He wasn't expecting to get busted in upon. He didn't think there was going to be any company. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? But he also came into contact with Childress. Children's yeah, like came so through his house. That's and, how they get the big lead. Yeah, so apparently he hides out in the vacant trailers when he's having a psychotic breakdown, which apparently is often. Yeah, so why? Yeah, and he decides to go hang out, and maybe they do basalts together. Maybe. Maybe they're basalt buddies. Because he is on a lot of drugs, children, so. Yeah, so, so they think he's hiding in an abandoned trailer. He's not. Unfortunately, we find out where he is due to him shooting Stokes in the back of in the head. In the face off! Well, the back of the head, which is why the uh, the, op- the wound graphic. in the front is open. Very graphic. When a bullet goes through, oh. the exit wound is always going to be larger because uh, it kind of... Like ricochets in their head. Right, it ricochets and then also like when it enters, it enters, but then everything's going to start shooting out forward from the back <sighs> of the Gosh. Yeah, so you see the giant opening. And Ryan Whittleson is saying that his epiphany would have broken the case wide open. Yo, you think? I think it... I don't know. I'm just really curious. Like, what was his epiphany? What if it really would have? Because he was about to say First something I, about the mentality of the killer. Yeah, no, I honestly think he was onto something. I do, too. I, poor Coop, Cooper is, like, really shaken up about this. You know, he's like... He kept saying... Even during it, he's like, damn, Stokes. And then when they're back at the precinct, he's like... He was an idiot, but he didn't deserve to get his head blown open, you know? I mean, so they didn't really want him there. Yeah. Well, even, like, as he's trying to tell Marco, like, what his big epiphany, Marco's just kind of pushing away, like, okay, okay, whatever, whatever. Yeah, well, uh, little does Marco know, because I don't know if he was listening when Sonia was talking to Childress, but Stokes basically saved his life because he wasn't trying to kill Stokes. He was trying to kill Marco. Do you think Marco, can Marco hear through that window? Well, but she had the door open and she's like talking into it. I thought she closed it and opened it back up. Oh, do you? I think she walked in and walked out. Oh, I couldn't tell because it's all glass. But yeah, so she was, he was actually aiming for Marco, so. Because she says, why'd you stay? You know, like you never stay. Why'd you stay? He says, well, the job wasn't done, which also makes you think there's a mastermind. If this guy's got a job, somebody told him what to do. That totally indicates that there was a mastermind 
And again, I think you had a great point that he, she was probably trying to shoot for Marco because of the uh, but cases. But Stokes is all like up. excited. Well, I mean, because of the case that he was covering up. That's, yeah, yeah. that's probably what it was. But oh yeah, I think that's why. I think it's because of the Christina case. Yeah. But yeah, Stokes uh, completely saved his life. Another thing about Childress is apparently he's a terrible shot. Yeah, I'm just throwing that good. out there because like you have like Cooper like dragging the body of Stokes and like really slowly moving. He misses every single time with his shots. Here's my other thing, not in a morbid way, but like Stokes is dead. <laughs> You could probably leave his body there until the end of the gun. No, I agree with you. I'm like, there are people shooting. Why would you not just run the hell away? And you stand there dragging as there's a guy sniping at you. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you can always get his body after. They just knew he's a terrible shot, apparently. That's what it was. They were just like, he's got to be a terrible shot, even though if he just hit someone square in the middle of the head. Yeah, but even when he had the standoff with Sonia, he he hit her pretty dead on in the chest, but she's wearing a a bulletproof vest. So I can't imagine that's where he should have been aiming. Well, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking, too. Even with that point, like, you're square there, about to shoot. Like, why would you shoot in the chest when you can see her bulletproof vest on her? Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. It's like, you know. Apparently, I'm really angry about the fact that he's a bad shot because I just got really animated about that. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. He's a really bad shot, He I is think. a bad shot, but he also is kind of kooky, you know? And he's like in his... He's pretending to shoot people, and he's like, pew, pew, like before he even shoots them. So he's like a strange guy to begin with. Yeah. But she gets on the phone with him, and she's like ready to chat and try and talk him down or distract him but he's saying he was saying all, something about this war and something norta what 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 was it the name of the book though that he was writing the oh i wrote down the name of this book but so there was this this big thing he's saying the war at the border and how he's not finished and it's not done and the plan's already in motion and it's going to happen no matter what and the dialectics of el paso de norte the dialectics yeah so i don't know but he he indicated very strongly that this isn't the end yeah, very, very strongly, and I, I really totally agree with you. Everything that he was saying to Sony on the phone, uh, even the fa- the way that he was acting is someone who um, wouldn't be a mastermind, because you think the mastermind... He's very reckless. Right, too reckless. The mastermind, would, I think, would go off and be like, live to fight another day. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the mastermind would not have used his own name to buy this car. No. You mastermind know? seems to be smarter than that. Yeah, so, I mean, I think this is just one piece of the puzzle. He is a pawn in this big, big game that's going on, and all these people are just, you know. So, uh, Ryan Whittleson asking, so if he was the killer, why go after Marco now? Um, and, and we kind of think this guy had a huge problem with Mexicans. It does seem I, like yeah, that. Yeah, it sounds like this guy was targeted to be a part of this. I think the mastermind is only saying little bits and pieces to whoever it's working for. Yeah, totally. I think he's saying, hey, you know, kill this Mexican because we hate Mexicans. I bet this is the guy who killed all the Mexicans in the field. You know, he's the one who thinks, because he says that line about um, slaves don't want freedom, they want well, that was in the previews. That was the upcoming previews. But that's what he said. Oh, yeah. Right. Sorry. So, but, so that gave it away very clearly. Yeah. He was trying to kill the Mexican. But I agree. He was very, yeah, because he would have said, like, point at the guy or something. But yeah, the he Mexican. He knows who they are. He's definitely some sort of racist guy. And I agree. I think the mastermind, I completely agree with you. I think the mastermind is just using each person, knows how to pawn them off mm-hmm. for their desires. And I just don't think that this guy, uh, that this guy at all is the mastermind killer. I think that the actual mastermind had Probably as you thought, and you threw out, probably targeted uh, Marco because of his connection to Christina, Christina Flores. Flores. Yeah. That's probably what it was in that cover-up. But uh, regardless, this guy didn't get the job done, so he was just going to keep on fighting. Keep on fighting. Yeah, but now he's in jail. And now he's in jail. So as you mentioned, too, so Sonia does go to chat with him, 
And uh, Sonya doesn't think that he's the guy, and that's when we get that mention. So Sonya just completely does not think it's him. No, she does not. And neither does Cooper. Did you hear Cooper when he goes, uh, Hank says, we got him, so that's it. And he says, is it? You know? It's like they all know this isn't it. Well, I almost thought, like, yeah, I think that could be the case, but then I also wonder, for Cooper's sake, it could just be, like, because of Stokes dying. Just, like, is it it? Like, it'll be a mental thing. But also, I think it's definitely foreshadowing to the fact that it's it's not the end. But we get that really uh, depressing music at the end, too, as slow, depressing music playing out. Well, right, first Daniel Fry falls to the ground, and then the music comes in, you know? Yeah, Daniel Fry falls down, that's when we have... um, the sex moment that we're asking if uh, she, yep. um, if he trusts, if, uh, trust, yeah, if Bray can be trusted. We get the moment with, I mean, it's all because it's the sad music of Cooper playing his, um, guitar. his guitar. But then it's still, Sonya, then we get Sonya too. Sonya just staring in the mirror. And then she's like, is she like strangling herself? I mean, she's like holding her neck. That's what I was wondering too. At first, I thought maybe I missed her like staring at her gun wound or something. Well, no, at first, I thought that's what she was looking at. Like, but then, yeah, but then she wound. starts doing that weird like strangling motion. Yeah, and I didn't know if she was like cutting off her own air because it was too much for her to handle. Like, I don't know what it was. She's obviously having, you know, a hard time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, maybe because, like, maybe she's out of clues or something. Or maybe, yeah, I don't know. I wonder why. I really, or maybe she I'm just knows why. this is just the beginning, you know? Yeah, Ryan Whittleson saying Sonya's trying to choke herself with strange. So I, it seems like we're not the only ones who think that. that I mean, like it didn't look like it. You know when somebody's like, oh, you know, at first I thought she was just doing this, like, you know, when you're, like, right. nervous or, like, stressed out. But it was very much like a choking yeah. motion. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So I, I wonder what that the meaning was behind that. Yeah. But I guess we will find out. So with that said, crazy episode tonight. A lot Very. happening. And let's go ahead and talk about some of your guys' comments from last week real quick. So we had Lejesse, or Lejesse on YouTube saying, or basically didn't think that the bridge butcher, or thought the bridge butcher was not Cooper. I'm just going to go ahead and say I think you called it on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Although we don't know if the, we, I don't think this is the mastermind bridge butcher. This is just a pawn, but I still don't think it's Cooper. Yeah. No, I'm totally point. off that. I don't think it's really a cop. Well, if it's like somebody, I think it's going to be like an FBI. Right. I still think person. it could be a cop, but just not Cooper. Uh, yeah. Wicked D95 thinks that Sonya slept with the killer and maybe just a theory, just a theory. Oh, that yeah. She thinks, he thinks that guy's the killer, right? That the, uh, the guy who Sonya slept with who let, that she met at the bar could be the killer. See, I don't, I saw that comment. I don't necessarily think so just because she sought him out. He didn't seek her out. Yeah. And beyond that, well, it was also before everything with the case that he would have known. But before, but beyond that too, he saw her looking at the case. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe it's like keep your enemies close. Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. Maybe it's like maybe I should keep on pursuing Sonya. Keep my enemies mm-hmm. close. But we haven't seen him since. Yeah. I don't think so, though. I just don't think yeah, he no. is. But, I sure hope not. But, He's I mean, hey. Good guy. I will say this, though. Wicked D95, if it ends up being the case, right here, I'm saying you called it. You and called you are it. the winner of everything, the bridge. And too bad none of our fans out there, none of you did the eyes. I know. None of you did the eyes. But it's a That's good okay. thing. It's good Apparently, because that guy was never met before. So it's a yeah. good thing you didn't do the well, eyes. Well, actually... Yeah, it was nobody we'd ever met, but so we're assuming he's also the one who killed Gina, right? Because he has yeah. the bone saw and stuff like that. Yeah, so. yeah, I think he's the one who killed Gina. But so then why would he, though? Cause she's not because she's not Because she's a white girl, I mean. Yeah, it doesn't fit in with his archetype of who he is. No, so maybe he's just the holder of all of the weapons. Yeah, maybe he wasn't, because you're right. You're absolutely right. That doesn't fit in with his character archetype. It no. doesn't seem like his motivation. I mean, he definitely seems like he's going for the Mexican yeah. people. And- which, speaking of which, let's go ahead and talk about the previews and predictions. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, 
Speaking of predictions. You're after Buzz TV. So, right on top of that, we do get that moment in the previews where uh, the killer says, Slaves dream not of freedom, but of becoming masters. So, a clear indication that he seems to think there's a problem with the Mexicans, I'd assume. Which leads us to the belief that he's working under the pretense that he's keeping Mexicans out of America, when we really know this is about more than that. Right, right. So, I think think you're right. And that does give me that, that weird feeling that, well... Is he the one who is the eyes? Because as you said, that just does not fit with his archetype that he would kill a white girl. And it also doesn't seem like he's too in tuned to what's going on around him. No. You know, he shows up at his own house and then you hear him saying, oh shit, the cops are here. So it's like, obviously, he's not the one watching them. Right. Someone else is. Yeah, yeah, that's another, that's another great point too, because like, the actual mastermind has been keeping tabs on Sonya. Mm-hmm. And all of them, what they're doing this whole time. But there's a big plan, so this has to be part of the plan. I, yeah. Well, I mean, him getting caught was probably part of the plan. But remember, he says he had a job of killing Marco. But yeah, I still think Marco was supposed to die. So that to was that my... day, or was that just a, was it just a coincidence that Marco was there and it was like a good time to kill him? Well, maybe like as he was driving away in his car, he called the mastermind to say like, "What do I do?" And the mastermind might have said like, "You need to kill Marco." Yeah. That could be the case. Well, that's true because they were up in the house. He drove, dropped his car off the trail, and then went back to the house. Right. So he could have been on his way to kill So Marco. he probably ended up talking to whoever the mastermind was at some point. I mean, we don't know. Hopefully we find these things out. But, I mean, still, maybe he had the job at some point to kill Marco anyways. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, is if Marco was supposed to die, why didn't Marco just get shot during the whole point where he got hit with the gun over the head when he got gun smacked? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's just too many different so, stories. That so it's not the same killer. It's just yeah. Not so the I just same don't guy. think it's the same guy. There's probably multiple people working for this. There's mastermind. definitely somebody who's killing. It definitely seems like somebody who's going after Mexican people and somebody going after white people. Yeah, because that was Gedman that died that day. You know, it was a white man, an FBI agent. So. But one person was caught. One person was caught at least and not killed. This guy didn't die. And I think that's going to be key here because Cooper thinks that this guy should die. And Hank says. And Hank says, no. in 15 years, you'll understand why not. And I think that's a key here because this guy could hold some key information because he's most likely not the mastermind. Exactly. I say 100% not the mastermind. Yeah, he's not, not even 99%. Well, he's not, so. Yeah, he just ain't. He's he just not. ain't. So, with that said, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. We hope you guys enjoyed the show, because why would you not? <laughs> and once again, I'm Dave Klein. You can find me on Twitter at the Dave Klein. That is K-L-E-I-N. And I am Paige Sullivan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Paige Sullivan. That's Paige with an I. All right, guys, and we will see you next week as we get some interrogation happening. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. Buzz. 